Today's episode of Wrestle Ramble is sponsored by Wrestling Arcade's Kickstarter project Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide. Wrestling Arcade is a fantastic Twitter account which I've been a fan of for years that recreates classic wrestling moments in glorious 16-bit graphics like the Super Nintendo and Mega Drive, or the Sega Genesis for our American friends. You know, the golden age of video games. You may even recognize Wrestling Arcade's work from the intro of Being the Elite, and now Wrestling Arcade have launched a Kickstarter for a coffee table book version of their work, which will cover classic moments from WWE, WCW, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NXT, AEW, and more. The book will contain nearly 400 pages of moments hand-created in pixelated goodness. The book has already had support from the likes of Sasha Banks, Zack Ryder, Joey Janela, and Kenny Omega, so why not show your support too? Head on over to WrestlingRK.com for more more information. You can support Pro Wrestling's Greatest Moments, a pixelated guide from as little as six bucks. So support Wrestle Talk and support Wrestling Arcade. That's WrestlingArcade.com for more information. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. And welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Hotcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you on this rather warm day? Rather warm. I mean, it's going to be a full four degrees hotter tomorrow. I love it. You know, you really? I love it. Are you kidding? No, absolutely not. I know you lot are pissing and moaning about this in the office. It's too hot, it's too hot. I actually think it's quite cool in our office at the moment. It is so hot. It, it, it's making me cry. <laughs> and it isn't just sweat. No, I, I like it, man. I like the, the, the hot weather. I guess there's hot weather. I like hot weather in theory, where I can then jump into a pool or the sea. That's exactly what my wife and says. And then I lay back down on a sunbed and don't have to do anything. But the fact of the matter is, we've got to work. Mm-hmm. We've got to write. Yep. My brain is lazy in this weather. But Al Murray always had a piece of stand-up where he said, Shakespeare could never have happened in Spain. <laughs> you need... Sort of groggy, rainy, slightly cold outside conditions to get stuff done. Yeah. And getting stuff done is what makes Ollie Davis happy. He is a productive man. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like the least productive form of weather. It does, I will say, it does make me think of beer a lot. Oh my God. Like at the end of every day, I'm like, I'd love a beer right now. I got home yesterday and I said to my wife, I was like, 
I really want a beer. I really fancy a cold beer that doesn't cost $15 that's just in my fridge that I bought 24 bottles of for a tenner. Like, that's what I'm looking for. And there's some bottles sitting there, but I'm trying to get back to my only drinking on Fridays and Saturdays again. Excluding days when I go and play D&D when I might have a pint of neck oil. So I'm trying not to, but at the same time, the hot weather does make me want to have a beer. I wonder why that is. It's just like... F it weather, isn't it? Mm. Ah, it's too oh, hot. It's too hot. I'm going to have a beer. I mean, this morning you essentially said to Laurie when you were planning Screen Stalker, let's get out of the office. Let's go and have a nice coffee because I think you're in currently F it weather. Yes. Well, it's also because I'm reading a rather F it book <laughs> on the creative process, which is an oral history of, the, of Saturday Night Live, how it all came together. And a lot of that came together by abusing women. Mm, I mean, they haven't got to that bit yet. This part is drugs. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of drugs going mm. on. And I thought, you know, can't really do that. It's 10.30 a.m. No, no. Unless I've stayed up all night and I'm still taking the drugs, which I wouldn't, of course, then that's the wrong time to start taking drugs. Yeah. So we went for the next best thing, the socially acceptable drug, which is caffeine. Yes. And it was probably very lovely because I'm looking forward to uh, Screen Stalker, where you should go and subscribe to that channel. I feel like, I don't feel like I've got across how much I love it. Screen Stalker. Screen Stalker. Yeah. Because it kind of held it at arm's length. I think that's my fault. It launched with all this pomp and a great storyline, emotional conclusion. And then, uh, then it just sort of got kicked, not kicked around, but we were still, it's always the same when you when you start new projects, well for me at least, and apparently for Saturday Night Live. <laughs> One of Lorne Michaels' only things was, I need at least 17 episodes. Mm -hmm. So don't, all, all I want is don't cancel it before 17 episodes. Red Dwarf was the same thing. Sign us for two, in fact that's the only reason they carried on, because by the second series they, they worked out what they were and what they wanted to be. Yeah, uh, Seinfeld. And, Always sunny in Philadelphia. It takes a US long office. time. Yeah. It takes a long time to find your feet. And, you know, it only took us three months. And we, we've, I think we're all quite into this Loving magazine this format. Love the new format. Yeah. I spent most of my lunch break today like exploring other YouTube channels for us to partner with or do some stuff with. And it was genuinely quite fun. Yeah. It's like... There's, because I, I, I didn't think it would be easy. You know, I didn't, I didn't just sit back and go, oh, all the WrestleTalk people, fans will, will just watch this thing. Yeah. I knew there well, would be... Well, 700,000 subscribers there as well. Yeah. And we've got, we're nearing 40,000. I think we're 40-something we're 40 subscribers off 40,000. Mm -hmm. So go on, get over there. Get over there if you're listening to us. Not even if you're a fan. Just, just click. Just click the button. Just make Ollie feel nice. It, it, it just helps. Because multiples of 10... They just make me feel like I'm safe hmm. and that my family isn't going to die. I'm sure that's a normal thought, right? Well, perhaps. And I, I can't really give you multiples of 10 on the pod poll that we started uh -oh. yesterday on the removal of Super Chats from the podcast. I'll be honest with you, not that much feedback, okay. to, to be honest. Um, so it could just be a vocal minority on the it, iTunes reviews. I think reviews. it's just a vocal minority. On uh, James got in touch with me on Twitter saying, just listening to your podcast yesterday, uh, I know we never really agree on things, but I think you should keep the Super Chats. They're huh. great to listen to. It's nice to hear what the rest of the SWAT nation think. Uh, it's, like, um, it's like I'm listening to what my friends have to say about it all. So I think it should stay, personally. Keep the fantastic work with all you do. Oh, that's good. Uh, 
especially because it is a tiny bit extra work. It's, it's not, not a lot, not of, extra a lot work, of extra work, but it's a, it is a bit of extra work. Colin uh, got in touch to say, Greetings, lovely time with the boys. <laughs> I must admit, I was not a fan of the Super Chat format at first, but immediately grew to love it. I'd even say it's better than the original show format, Ooh. as it provides us with an outside perspective. This in turn helped you guys gauge the reaction to certain segments and ultimately furthers the discussion. Overall, it's pretty engaging, and we get some good satire and interesting viewpoints. Kindly keep it. Discord was slightly different. They had two pod polls on, ah. uh, on Discord. I'll go over to our Discord as well. Join there. Indeed, yeah. Uh, one was like, do you want to keep the Super Chats in the podcast version, which was done by Dan. Um, and that was seven people voted yes, six people voted no. Oh my God, that split. And then... There was a bit of dis- oh, a bit of discourse, a bit of uh, mod discourse between yeah. Dan and, and you and about where the poll should have gone in Discord. Because <laughs> um, that's not a, that's not a great data selection. Uh, no, and then um, so Ewan created a second poll mm. because he thought he knew better and put it into a certain section of Discord because he thought it was clogging things up. <laughs> Dan was like, "It's fine," and then it was just I was like, "I don't want to step in between this." Yeah, you guys, you guys sort it out amongst yourselves, um, and that had three options: yes, no, don't mind. I mean, I would say don't mind falls into yes. And what was the what was the feedback there? Well, six voted yes, six voted no, six voted don't mind. Oh come on! <laughs> it got more people though. It did get more people. So credit to Ewan. Yeah, he was probably right on that one. You yeah. put it into a place where polls go, and people went to vote for it. Wow. So I mean, it is the 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 data and the anecdotal emails suggest keep it. But we won't draw a line under this. If you feel very passionately, email in. Do you want some other comments? Go on then. Um, So Luke Chador uh, in our Discord said, what if for the podcast there were just weekly super chat super cuts? Uh, B Dazzle said, it's more ramble, but the questions are pure cringe at time. Plus, I don't want Luke to do more work. Oh, okay. So Mighty Smack said that I like comes the... down on both sides of the poll. Mighty Smack said, "I like the super chats. Sure, some are ridiculous, but most are fascinating." Ah. L Fake again says, "I think the problem people have is uh, the bad ones seem to come thick and fast at points. For example, one joke about Bailey Sting every now and again is fine, but sometimes it feels there are fifteen in a row and it grows old fast." I'm with you there. Still, would rather have them though. I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. That that would get rid of Bailey Sting. So maybe I'll just pull a executive move and yeah. trash all super chats. Well, I, I said that I think the reason why Bailey Sting got over to it the degree that it did is because you reacted to it. Mm. And once it's the same as like when we said we're not getting Andy merchandise. That's all the super chats were after that. It's because you'd reacted to something and then you said, and then you kept reacting to it. More people just kept saying it to further that reaction. You know what's fascinating to me out of all this feedback? What's that? That is. Our listeners care what other ones of our listeners think. Yeah, and I like that. I I didn't give them that much credit. (laughs) I just thought they wanted to hear me and sometimes you. Oh, yeah, to a lesser degree, me. I think, yeah, if anything, we need to have less Luke. Yeah. Fewer Luke, my apologies. That's okay. And more Super Chat. And more... No, no, we'll cut down Super Chat. We'll cut down Luke. And put more me in. Can I um, can I read you this message I got yesterday? Okay. Uh, I won't say who it was from, um, but it just said, Watching the Raw rundown with Ollie, my six-year-old son comes in and sits with me and says, OMG, what's happened to his hair? 
I replied, what do you mean? The son replied, it grew back. I replied, that's not Ollie, that's Luke. The son replied, well, pulls a face of disgust. I don't like him, Dad. Where's Luke? Whoa. But surely sitting right next to me. No, no, this is the raw rundown is in like your no raw review. No kidding, my green screen edited one. Yeah. You were at the end of that video. I know, but they... Yeah, Kids don't know what they want. Exactly. They're, like, notor- yeah, they're notoriously fickle. Well, exactly. Like, we had that super chat yesterday that said that my laugh makes the, their six-month-old laugh. Yeah. Because, apparently, I just, you know, kids are my target audience. Yeah, you appeal to people who do not have their prefrontal cortex fully developed. I'm John Cena. You're Steve Austin. Yeah. 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 People like you. <laughs> they're kids like me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Luke. Yeah. Boo, Luke, Boo sucks. Luke sucks. But we love Ollie. I'm just going to start ending every video. No matter what happens in the video, I'll stand tall <laughs> in true Austin fashion. And let me tell you about this time me and Luke were in South Africa where we did something illegal. But, oh, wait, we've got to get on with got, the full got show. Got to move on now. In fact, we have got to move on with the full show. And is HBK teasing another wrestling return? Here's the show. <laughs> Is Shawn Michaels returning again? Because after getting a little bit, not yeah, I guess he got physical, he got physical. on Raw on the Raw reunion where he cleared house with the OC. Well, he cleared the house of the OC. California. But he uh, he cleared house with the Click. Yes, and, and you know, him and Triple H got rid of AJ. Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson and AJ, as he's walking off from that segment, screams at at Shawn Michaels exclusively. I know where NXT is, which is where Shawn Michaels is one of the head trainers or a producer He's of some the sort. Final class. That's what they call it. It's the final class before you go to the main roster, as you essentially spend time with Shawn Michaels, and he tells you how to kind of you know survive the the world of WWE. Drew McIntyre said it was the best class of NXT. Sounds like an X Men movie subtitle. <laughs> And he also says, don't think I won't go down there. AJ said, yes. AJ said that. Don't think I won't go down there. Double negative. It is a double negative, isn't it? Mm. So he's safe. <laughs> uh, anyway, Styles, that, 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 was, that seemed to be setting up a feud between the two. AJ versus HBK is a dream match for the longest time. We wildly speculated. This was wild speculation station because the reports are that NXT is moving to FS1 in October to combat against AEW. Big AEW announcement coming today with TNT, by the way. Mm. Um, So NXT is moving to FS1 to combat against AEW and the report is they're going to have main roster stars on that show to aid NXT in beating AEW in the ratings. And our wild speculation of that was, what if your first show, which you just put up against AEW's first show, is AJ Styles versus Shawn Michaels in this little tease that we've set up here on Monday Night Raw? And that's great. Like, that is a genuine thing where even us, as people who want a WWE alternative, very passionately, I'm like... I think I'm watching NXT there. And also, like, that, it doesn't have to stop there. An OC, California, versus Undisputed Era. War, mm-hmm. when Undisputed Era become like a tweener babyface faction to fight off the OC. And what if then War Games is Undisputed oh. Era versus OC with Finn Balor in there as well? We're getting carried away. Getting carried away. That's, that's actually crazy booking. Yeah, we've all, everyone always wants the NXT invasion of the main roster. WWE. It's the other way around, mate. The other way around. Uh, so, that was on Monday. Now, on Tuesday, 
This wasn't really announced or anything, No, was this it? was just announced at the top of the show. Yeah. Ms. TV, Raw star, of course, has Shawn Michaels on as a guest. And Shawn Michaels comes down, and I thought they were going to play up what happened with AJ. There. Yeah. They hardly touched on it. Was, it. I don't think it was mentioned really at all. He just recapped Raw Reunion, said that we had a lot of fun, and we made Seth Rollins an honorary member of the clique. Yes, which is a shame because it, you know, that should have been Ricochet's spot. It should have been me! <laughs> Speaking of, yeah. Dolph Ziggler then comes out. He's still here. And I was just, as soon as he came out, I thought good God, I am over the, I've, I don't sigh a lot while watching wrestling, but his entrance music does make me go, <sighs> And again, this isn't us shooting on Dolph Ziggler, the person. It's the way he's been booked all this time. It's just he gets beaten and beaten and beaten. He's had 15 years of being beaten and beaten and beaten and having stop-start pushes. And then you're expected to go like, oh, now care about him. And then all he's done since come back is lose. I don't think he's won a match since he got back. So... Why are we supposed to care about him going into more feuds? His last pay-per-view appearance, he lost in 17 seconds. It's not really a guy Hmm. I'm like, man, can't wait to see what he's going to do next. But to his credit, he... He, he's always a very good promo. It's just you can't get invested in the guy, unfortunately. Bray Wyatt's always been a very good promo, but there was a long spell of his career there where you couldn't buy into any of the words he was saying. But he was very good here. Great stuff. And Great he, material. Yeah, it was very good. Really, like, and, and good retorts as well. It was a, a good promo overall from everybody. Ziggler calls HBK an embarrassment. I didn't think they were going to go there when he first started talking about stuff, but he said, when you returned to the ring last year... Didn't say Crown Jewel, didn't say Saudi Arabia. Just said, when you returned... In November. You broke in just late 2018. (laughs) You broke my heart. Yeah. And then HBK says, you know what? You're right. I was embarrassed. (laughs) No, he goes like, you're an embarrassment. And that match was embarrassing. And HBK was like, you're right. I was embarrassed by it too. It was embarrassing. However... Your career is more embarrassing because you've done nothing and all you've been compared to is a second-rate Shawn Michaels. And I thought, wow, that is a killer line because yeah. that's one of been the, always been the thing about Ziggler. He could be the next Shawn Michaels, but WWE's fault, really, never made it to that level 100%. and now he's just there in purgatory. And I thought that's the killer line, but then Ziggler like, came back. I thought this didn't really get as much of a reaction, but I thought this was an amazing delivery. Said, the only second-rate Shawn Michaels is right in front of me. Oh, it's great. I thought, that's, that's a great comeback. Yeah. The, I, I think, so I really, like, I loved this segment. I thought it was great. I thought the material was really good. I thought all three men were really, really good in their roles. Mm. And there's quite a lot that you can talk about coming out of it. It's the most talk-worthy, it's the most newsworthy thing on this show, I, I think, in, in total. I just wish it was someone other than Dolph. It should have been you. I'm not saying it should have been me. Should have been me. Well, I might have been more into it had it been you. But like, if it was, yeah, someone you, you were more invested in than Dolph Ziggler, I think I would have been more into this. It's yeah, it's weird to think where they go from here because then what happened is, well, well, actually before then, this is weird. Ziggler, we said it's been very good material, but then he called, you're two of the best of all time, and you're just standing here, shaking hands, kissing babies. And I watched that back, and I thought, is he talking about HBK and Undertaker, or HBK and Triple H? He's talking about HBK and The Miz. The Miz. Yeah. And I thought, okay, we're here now. (laughs) Alicia Fox is a legend. Oh, yeah. The Miz is one of the greatest of all time. He's been there long enough. I love The Miz. 
He's not a greatest of all time. He's not even in the top top 50? Yeah. Top 80? Top 100? This this was... I, I was so into it, and it, it felt credible. It felt like there was a realness going on between Ziggler and Michaels, and as soon as he said that line, I was like, boom, I'm back in WWE land. I yeah. know it's scripted. Anyway, that was the only down point of this. Then the, there was a bit of a scuffle. Michaels moved. Ziggler hit Miz. Michaels checked on Miz. Turn round straight into a super kick, which Michaels sold amazingly. Like a champ. He took a bump. Yeah, he took he took a bump. And so the there's two ways that you can look at this. Either we are getting Dolph versus Michaels at SummerSlam. We're getting Shawn Michaels stepping into a wrestling ring once again, really to try and have not a terrible match to end his career on, because let's be honest, that crown jewel match was embarrassing. Yes. It was Dog awful. It was it was really, really bad. WWE are now on record as actively burying yeah. that match. They are admitting yeah, it was a bad match. Really, really bad. But <laughs> I mean they are doing it in their pile of money. They're like, oh yeah, terrible match. <laughs> really not good. Screwed that one up, guys. Oh, hearing me. Woohoo! Sharing each other with notes and stuff. Um or I think the more likely avenue is it's Dolph versus Miz yes. with Michaels in Miz's corner. Because they set up Dolph versus Miz a couple of weeks ago in an episode of Miz TV where, like, this is the, this is their new feud. It's Dolph versus Miz. Which is weird because no Dave Meltzer, that, <laughs> and Dave Meltzer explicitly said that that will not be a feud going forward. No, he said it's not a feud that will happen at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam so it will be, right. It's a TV right. feud. Yeah, it, it's, I don't really know where they're going with this, especially with the AJ thing on Monday. It's it it feels like they've got something bubbling, and I don't know what it's going to be yet. I'm you know I'm hoping it's AJ versus Sean, but I I don't know why you would use why you would fill time with him being a second to Miz versus Ziggler. No, which leads me to think that it could be Dolph Michaels at SummerSlam because that's a, a easy win for Michaels to then build to mm. the AJ match on NXT if that's where we're going or if we're going into an AJ feud or really have you overlooked into a throwaway line that's never been picked up on again since <laughs> <laughs> and this all means nothing and we're not building to Michaels AJ we're literally we're building to nothing I'm I'm trying to find store like Marvel I, I try and fantasy book stuff all the time they give me better stuff <laughs> WWE take the opposite tact. But yeah, I, I don't really know where we're going with this. What was I going to say about the the whole thing? Uh, damn it, I've lost oh, it. You well, start I hope, talking. I hope you remember. Do you want me to start talking now? Keep keep, keep talking while I try and remember what I was going to say. Okay. Well, it's I, the heat. I thought it was... I thought you didn't want people talking about it. I, <laughs> I, uh, I thought it was a good segment. I actually really liked it. It's. J I just wish it was someone other than Dolph. I wish it was... It shouldn't have been it him. It shouldn't have been him because... As much as I think Dolph is a great in-ring worker, a Dolph versus Miz feud in 2019 is so low on the things I could give an F about. But just Dolph, since his comeback, has been presented as a joke mm. that it's it would be impossible to take a feud with him and Shawn Michaels. Like, oh, yeah. Dolph's the guy that gets Shawn Michaels to return to the ring again. I just I don't buy that. Uh, so I remember what I was going to say that Michaels said in like pretty much as soon as Crown Jewel was over with, I'm never going to wrestle again. That was a mistake. I can't believe what I've done with myself. <laughs> 
So, but but that, I mean, that sounds pretty resolute, but that was nine months ago. Yeah. So if you're really embarrassed about it, and, you know, Michaels is one of the best performers of all time, and he was pretty good at He was the best thing in that match. Oh, and he, he really was, yeah. And let's not forget as well, he had, like, the perfect riding off into the sunset. He had two back-to-back amazing WrestleMania matches with The Undertaker. It was the perfect retirement, and he was one who was going to stick to that. And then money got the better of him he took the the crown jewel match and that's now become a blemish on his record do you know how old he is i'm gonna say he's in his late 50s it's 54 man he's in his mid 50s he's five years older than chris jericho wow so that makes you think Hmm. uh he can definitely still go as we've seen and whether he's just like come like thought about it more and he's like you know what i feel like i should go out again and put a younger guy over. The younger and guy being AJ, who is about 10 years younger than him. Adam Cole, <laughs> baby. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fantasy booking it. But yes, but now it's time to thank our pledge hammers on Patreon, all you $25 a month or more backers, where the Wrestle Ramble Extra review is up right now. It did indeed. It went live yesterday. Uh, our review of WWF Invasion from 2001, the ill-advised, ill-put-together hodgepodge of a terrible pay-per-view where the WWF and WCW and ECW went head-to-head in direct competition for the first time ever, featuring classic matches such as William Regal versus Raven and X-Pac versus Billy Kidman. Earl Hebner versus, versus Nick, Neil Patrick uh, Harris. Nick, <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris. It's a bad show. It's an open goal that they missed from two foot out. Oh, yeah. It's the Batman v Superman of wrestling babies. <laughs> it's the Suicide Squad of wrestling babies. But we had... A ball reviewing yeah, it. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun going back and watching it. 19 years on. So, let's thank our $25 backers. And above, of course, Choja. Oh, like Chopper. Yeah, I was really struggling. Choja. 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 The Choja. Adam Chojnicki. I couldn't think of a good Whoa. name. I'm really sorry. Ah, That's great a pretty one. bad one. <laughs> uh, diving, Donovan Garcia. Yeah. yeah. Be careful with him. Fragile. Ooh. Yeah, it was just called Fragile, so be careful with Start that. Starsky and Tom Hutchinson. Oh, nice. Yeah, there it is. The Dijon Mustard. <laughs> yeah, we like that one. Jonathan, King of the Ring. Yeah, oh, yes. lovely stuff. Salutations, Josh Salom. Yeah. Sayonara, Cyan Grant. Yes. Or Cyan Grant. Cyan, surely it's Kane. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, lastly, <laughs> it's Get the Tables, Tevon, or is it Trevon? It is Trevon, isn't it? Trevon Womack. Yeah, Which Andy's going to run through now. I am. And you know what? I noticed earlier that my mic wasn't on and I turned it on. So Way I Andy learning. did his job, everybody. Um, uh, quickly, sorry to anyone yesterday whose super chat we missed. I don't really know what happened there. I do scroll through them, so... Uh, may have been a YouTube error, may have been a human error. Either way, we are sorry for missing those. If you want to have them read out, uh, send me a DM on Twitter or on Discord, and I will read those because out. Because we can't find them, is the thing. No, yeah, yeah. Um, unfortunately not. But we will start, as we often do, with Tim Arndt, who says, Ollie, because of you, I use the word 
Oppa. Oppa. Too much today. <laughs> Oppa. That's a, that's a Wrestle Ramble Extra story. That never made it even onto podcast canon. That's right. It was Wrestle Ramble Extra. I yeah. thought it was on the podcast intro. Oppa is a term you say when you break a plate, when you, when you throw plates around in yeah. Greek dancing when I was on holiday. And it's fun to just say, Oppa. Um, speaking of those missed uh, super chats, one person did get back in touch to say theirs was: uh, Is the schoolboy uh, so effective for the twenty-four-seven title? Uh, except for Patterson, Blaze, and DiBiase, all wins have been roll-ups. Love you guys here in Wisconsin. What was their name? Uh, that was from John uh, Kurazawa. Not true, actually, because the remember that melee where. Uh, Heath Slater won mm. it. He won with a neck breaker, and then and Truth the, pinned Drake on a bed. Yeah, exactly. That was not a so boy. yeah, so yeah. But the schoolboy is obviously very powerful. It's got to be. You're so tense when you've got the twenty four seven title. So just the slightest roll up could obviously make you an active for a three count. Yeah. Um, Jobber JJ says, "Did you know the twenty four seven title is the number one title?" No, I didn't know that no. because it's not. Yeah, it's very much not. <laughs> but if you're confused by it, you can always go on WrestleTalk.com where we have a tracker. Uh, mm. So just check that out. Um, Vandalia1998 says, With all the talk of quitting, do you think it will lead to an I Quit match with Kevin and Shane at SummerSlam? And would you want it to be? Well, it already is kind of, isn't it? Well, yeah. Mm. If, if Owens loses, he quits. But I think they mean like literally an I Quit match. Oh, right, yeah. Um, say it and say yeah it's yeah. quite a nice way to humiliate Shane as a heel yeah, and, yeah. I, and if it's a way to take Shane off TV even though I think we're still building that Roman feud into Survivor Series mm. or Wrestlemania um, so yeah I think it'd be quite nice Maybe, I mean to be honest like Vince McMahon was like taken off TV big air quotes dozens of times within yeah. the Attitude Era like every match was like he'll never be seen again then he's just he's back a month later so you can yeah. do it with Shane again Jobber JJ again says I don't want Reigns to be the number one babyface it should be Owens the crowd reaction at the start is the loudest for a main roster wrestler he's doing really well doing so I well. like him yeah yeah he's doing great stuff Oh, and by the way, we've had a lot of praise for your shirt, Holly. It's a good shirt, mate. And I feel like, yeah, and yesterday's shirt, these, these are my lightest fabric shirts. Yeah. So these are your, basically, you looked at your closet and said, well, how can I look the most like Laurie today? It was uh, <laughs> when I walked in this morning and Laurie was pretty much wearing the same <laughs> shirt. That's another reason to check out Screen Stalker because we're both on screen at the same time wearing our floral prints. I am going floral print shopping tonight, so I'm very excited. <laughs> Um, Kevin says Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam um, I think they can have a really good match and I don't yeah. think they need a lot of build the hype to well to, a lot of build for this one well the, the rumour at the moment is that Daniel Bryan's announcement that he was going to make last week and there was no mention of this week is that he's going to go to 205 so that's uh, he only needs to drop five pounds well yeah and like and really I, I was saying to Pete is that I think if you're Daniel Bryan mm. you, why would you care like mm. it's because you can just go there and have great matches every week and poor Rowan though he's got to drop 105 yeah, pounds gonna, before he but he's going to be a second doesn't he yeah yeah True. Shave that beard. It's got to be £100. Yeah. KJ says, I just want Dolph to be a main eventer. If Sean versus Dolph happens, I want Dolph to go over and be a top guy again. Oh, no Dolph's thanks. number one fan. Absolutely not. No, thank you. Look, I love Dolph. I love Dolph Ziggler. I was so high on the Dolph train 10 years ago. Yeah, that's the problem. Did you say Shawn Michaels ago. was 54? Yes. yes. That's the same age as The Undertaker. So. Yeah, but they've got different wrestling styles, haven't yeah, they? Oh, no, so, yeah, it's not as... Sean's got that DDP yoga body. You know, yeah, they can yeah, just yeah. keep going and going and going. <laughs> exactly. And Undertaker's had six different hip operations. Yeah. It's, it's like 
When when so many bits of a broom are replaced, is it still the same broom? <laughs> that's his that's his knees. Yeah. Uh, we'll do four more for this segment. Uh, Abraham Penner says it's about time that Kofi cuts the silly crap. He wasn't believable in the promo. Needs to be more serious. Randy, on the other hand, was brilliant. Thank you. Uh, I enjoyed that segment too. We'll come on to it later. I think Kofi's promos have been very good because he can be silly, but then he can just switch it really effectively into being very genuine and heartfelt. And I believe in what he says, which is crucial. I really like the Randy promo, but there's one thing that really irked me about it. So we'll, we'll come on to that mm. later. Uh, Kevin says, just wanted to drop a random, here comes the big dog. Gonna cock you. Mm, he is gonna cock you. Speaking of which, I'm really trying not to move my hat arm too much whilst reading this because people keep thinking that I'm rubbing my leg and other places so I'm trying to keep it back here because you've got a jiggly leg haven't you yeah I do, have a, I do have restless leg syndrome I'm very sorry Ryan B. Bad says from his promo Orton felt like he is really into this feud so I expect it to be a great match I mean content I didn't get he wasn't like super animated who was this sorry Orton. Randy oh Orton yeah. sorry I thought you said Austin at first I was like who's Austin feuding with <laughs> um, Gerald Briscoe <laughs> HBK over that that, that illegal thing that, what, what was it that, the recap of the 24-7 title, I laughed again at Gerald Briscoe going, yeah, 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 after he won the title. Mm. Just still makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think Norton's probably into this. Yeah. And the last one for now is Carlos Lima says, hey guys, love Heart Emoji, your channel. I was wondering if I could write for your website, even possibly work for you. Keep up the great work. I feel like we're bros already. Love you all. Well, if you do want to write for website, Drop me an email, uh, andy at wrestletalk.com, and we will see what we can do, because we always like people to write for us if they would like to. Yeah, yeah, and that's sort of our Annex T yes. website. People mm. can, you know, we can get a feel for them there, and then we we hopefully call them up. Look at Andy, that's how we... And Pete. Exactly. Yeah. Sean, Shane... Shane McMahon and Kevin Owens yes. had a recap promo to open the show. That really is the main storyline, which is weird because you've got Roman Reigns, your top baby face, who just seems to be a bit player at the Doing moment. Doing nothing, yeah. And, and you know, SummerSlam's around the corner. And Kofi Kingston, who's your WWE champion, and Bayley, who's your women's champion. Yeah. But it's, it's McMahon and Owens who's the focal point, which I don't mind because I'm actually very into Owens' character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just that, that that's been the last couple of weeks now. They've been the main focus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they announced as well uh, that we we're going to have commentary and mania, guest commentary and mania, because Corey Graves wasn't there. I can't I didn't quite catch the reason why he wasn't there. Um, but Byron Saxton wasn't there because his father sadly passed away last week, so he's just off for the moment. So I thought they treated that very sensitively. I thought it was really nice, actually. Yeah, yeah uh, because you know, in the this is if you if you didn't used to watch WWE ten years ago. They would legit make fun of Jerry Lawler a couple of days after his mum died. Yes. On commentary. And you're like, what the hell is going on with this company? But this felt, this is, this is what should happen. Yeah. I uh, was pleased that they had basic human decency. And so David Otunga returned to commentary. Apparently, I don't think he said a single thing all night, but apart from one note, actually, I've got one on that. Uh, but New Day were our first guest commentators, and I thought they were very, very fun. Yeah, of course they were. Right side of obnoxious. Yes. Uh, they, they, they started the show just booty dancing on the commentary desk. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, it, I, Shane McMahon was the first person out, and I thought 
oh, it's been really nice not seeing him on Raw yesterday and Raw the previous week, although I didn't watch that episode. And then as soon as he came out, it just all flooded back to me. I thought, oh, you're not that good. Uh, and he said that uh, the Raw reunion was a great show. He's mm. already lying to us. Yeah. Uh, he brings up that Owens challenged him to a match at SummerSlam um, via Twitter, where he posted a video saying, challenge you to a match at SummerSlam, I'm, uh, and I will quit if I lose. And Shane called himself, quote, the best of the world. Yeah. Which got a CM Punk chant. Well, no, yeah, but he didn't call himself the best in the world. What did he say? The best of the world. <laughs> That's a classic. Just slightly wrong. I, I said in the review, I think Shane is now just doing this on purpose to give screen grapple content. Yeah. The, well, the, yeah, I'm glad he is. He's, <laughs> he's a content <laughs> machine Simon for that. Need it. He is a parody of himself. <laughs> but I, it's a shame that they've gone this route because back in the day, before social media existed... That would be a huge plot point reveal on the show. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon, they'll be going back and forth and, and Vince will say, I accept. And that will be the big thing. Or, but your job's on the line. Yeah. You have to quit. You're fired if yeah, you lose. Totally, yeah, yeah. That's a huge thing. And that's a genuine thing you can end an episode on as a cliffhanger. But instead, they don't do that. They just put it on Twitter, which I don't see the point of that. It's in no way the most effective use of that that storyline development. And in, in replacement, you don't even have a good thing to end your current shows on. The cliffhangers for the last two weeks have been very pedestrian. I was about to say, this show didn't have a cliffhanger, and actually that would have been a good cliffhanger yeah. to end on. Like, yeah, I'll... Like, Shane McMahon says, I'm not gonna... I'm, I'll, I'll... No... I'm not going to fight you. Why, why should I? Yeah. You, you're stupid. And then it, Owens gets it to a point where he has to, like Shane has to accept. But then Shane says, but if you lose, you're fired from yeah. SmackDown. That's the way to do it. Uh, but then, yep, uh, the, the crowd also started chanting, you can't wrestle. And Shane actually quite effectively ad-libbed, asked Roman Reigns about that. <laughs> Because yeah. he, of course, beat him. That's right. Uh, and then he replayed an angle from the post-Survivor Series Raw of 2018. Yeah, I was away when this happened. Re- of course, I was, I was in a, Canada. I was in Canada when this happened, so I didn't actually see this. But when I got back from Canada, Owens just returned. And then you were like, yeah, it was a storyline that just appears to have been dropped. It was a big freaking deal, man. That was like the most exciting thing going on in WWE for a whole week. And we were all like, what's going to happen next? This is great. The next week, he's back. <laughs> and it hardly mentioned anything. And he was back as like a crony for someone else as well. I can't, it was not memorable in the slightest. So it's just a weird thing to bring up and play when it doesn't really add anything to the story. Shane was saying like, you know, like, look, he's quit in the past. He's a quitter, whatever. So I want it in writing that he's going to quit yeah. and actually quit. But I just, I don't think it's wise to pay attention to how bad your storytelling is. They did the same thing with Ziggler yeah, and Kofi. You, you just ignore the bit where he came back. Like, it's this, like you cut out the bit where Cedric loses. <laughs> it's, it's quite easy to just rewrite your own history. Yes, thank you for Pritchard in it. You're welcome. Uh, the KO comes out looking pissed. He's got a real presence about I him. I love at him at the moment. And he, he says, maybe tell him Vince no over Saudi Arabia is behind. Ah, right. I was trying to figure out what my own point was there. Owens is getting a big push, and it is weirdly off the back of him refusing to go to Saudi Arabia mm. for, I've forgotten the name of that event. Super Showdown. Super Showdown. Super Thank showdown. You. <laughs> she looked around and be like, help me, mate. <laughs> yeah. And 
Sometimes when you say no to management in WWE, it can go one of two ways. You're buried forever, or Vince McMahon finds this sudden respect for you for having balls. Having the grapefruit. Yeah. And he gives you a massive push. Yeah. And that seems to... Kevin Owens seems to be in the ladder. But I think this is the, the push that Owens was supposed to get when he returned. So I think that Vince is very much just sticking to his guns and being like, God damn it, we're doing the push. We planned it since WrestleMania. I don't know. Like, he refused to go to Saudi Arabia. That could have... I would not have been surprised. I would have been, you know, outraged. But I wouldn't have been surprised if that came back oh, on Owens been and then we'd been yeah. buried, yeah, buried, yeah, buried. Uh, but th thank God, because it has provided one of the most exciting parts of SmackDown. Kevin Owens explains that quitting clip as saying, that was my lowest point in my career. I'm a different person now. And they both seemed to lose their, their lines for a bit. They went back and forth. But Kevin Owens just started screaming louder about well, yeah. kicking ass. He said, he goes, I'm not going to wait till, I'm going to beat you at SummerSlam, but I won't have to wait till SummerSlam. I'm going to have a fight with you now. And he starts storming to the ring and Shane stops him and says, hey, look, I'm not dressed to compete tonight, but you are going to have a match. Kevin Owens will be in action and it will be against Roman Reigns. And then in a backstage segment, he runs into Elias and Drew and Elias calls him a genius. And Shane says, it'll be even more special tonight because Drew's going to be the special guest referee. You're going to be the special guest timekeeper and I'm going to be the guest ring announcer. This could be a fun heel faction, you know. This, if they weren't overexposed and Drew wasn't in it, because Drew is so much better than this little group. Mm -hmm. But Elias is very good at playing his part. Shane is okay. Yeah. If you had another person in there to replace Drew, this could be a fun, cowardly heel main event faction. What it is, it's Vince and the Stooges. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And Vince and the Stooges did this exact same match. Yes. Um, uh, with, uh, with Steve It's a Austin. famous match. And, yeah. and dude, dude Love. And Dude Love, yeah. And the whole point was, it was like, the deck was really stacked against Austin. How was he going to win? There's special guest referee, special guest timekeeper, special guest ring announcer. Granted, the ring announcer was given to Pat Patson as a joke because the man can't speak English <laughs> very well. Um, do you, so one thing on that match. Do you know when they started teaching wrestling as a university course somewhere in America? That was the match on the syllabus. Really? To break down a perfect story in the most extreme senses really of a match. That's really cool because yeah. it, it's, it it's, a, it's a brilliant, brilliant match. This one didn't quite, quite as well because it was Roman Reigns was the guy he was going up against. So I'm no. like, why? It's, cause you got, uh, David Otunga at one point, the point I was going to make about Otunga, the only note I made about him, said there's like Roman's warming up backstage and Otunga says, the odds are stacked against Owens and Reigns tonight. I'm like, what? Do you know how the match works? <laughs> like, uh, after this, Shinsuke Nakamura came down in an awesome red leather jacket, sort oh, yeah. of Matrix style. And he was taken on Apollo Crews. And... I really like this whole chunk of TV. They, really did. They let it breathe. It was refreshing. I was like, why does this feel more big time than everything else that I've seen over the last month or so on WWE? It's because Apollo got a full entrance. Nakamura got a full entrance. The, the match was pretty much in its entirety, apart from the bit of shrink, shrink screen ad break. Yeah. I, I really enjoyed this match. I, I've said in the review, and I've got my notes here, that this did so much more for Apollo than the match with Andrade did last week, where oh, Andrade yeah. beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him, and then Apollo got a surprise roll-up. This was Apollo and Nakamura going back and forth. Apollo got his moments to shine. It is probably the best he's looked on the main roster, and it comes one week after his amazing match with Kushida down in NXT. 
And it was a match me and Laurie were like raving about it in the NXT mm. Ramble last week. We were like, it's the best that Cruz has looked in WWE because he got his time to shine and show off what he can do. And it made him look like a star coming out of it. And I think even in defeat, Apollo looked so much better here than he did beating Andrade last week. Yeah, and, and they worked so hard to get the crowd into the match because the crowd weren't there with them at the start. Why no. would you be? Nakamura hasn't been on TV. Apollo was, you know, just been badly booked for ages. And uh, immediately, Apollo did this, like, 30, 40-second delayed suplex showing the man's the strength. The suplex went about as long as Charlotte versus Ember Moon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there was this fantastic Nakamura sl- baseball slide out the ring, German. hitting a German suplex on Apollo who was draped over the ropes. Because, you not, because you've been away, that's basically now one of his repertoire moves now. He was doing it against Balor as well. So it's become like one of his mm. new setup moves. He kind of does that and then goes around the ring to set up for the Kinshasa. It's so cool. Yeah, so he's taken that from... Uh, oh my God, who's the Bullet Club guy... The, the, one of the newest members of the Bullet Club last year. Taiji Ishimori? Yes, Ishimori does yeah. that. That's, that was the first time I saw it happen anyway. But that was really cool. And it was just uh, an, an Olympic slam from Apollo Crews to reverse that Kinshasa. And kind of like set that up as a, a new move for Apollo Crews. Granted, you know, you should to get kicked out but he blocked two kinshasas and then just fell to the third oh, one it was yeah. a really good way to put apollo over yeah i and that olympic slam it's great was a great near fall yeah. I, I hope that is a setup move signature move or maybe he even starts beating people with it uh but then nakamura continues to beat down apollo afterwards hits a kinshasa on the entrance ramp this was effective building of both guys like this shouldn't be a feud but apollo looks good Nakamura looks good. See, I thought they were building. Because I think when Nakamura attacked him after the match and laid him out with a kinshasa on the floor, that we're going to be building to this as the IC title program into SummerSlam. Because when Prince Ali, fabulous he, cut his promo Mm -hmm. later on, he was talking again about going after the WWE Championship and dropping that storyline with him and Nakamura last week. I mean, I... Yeah, we'll we'll see. In in a perfect world, this would just be... A filler match, a very effective, good filler match this week, and then a proper story would start mm. later on. Uh, then Sonia Deville is sitting backstage, and Mandy Rose turns up and says, "You know, I've got a I've got a surprise or something. They'll be getting a women's tag team title match if they win the match next week." Yes. And Sonia was like, "Really? This is the biggest deal." So, the way that Mandy set this up is, she said. I spoke to Shane about what the Iconics said about him, and he was so mad that he gave us a match with them next week, and if we beat them, we get a tag title shot. And I figured this was something that happened while I was away, because this what storyline is this? What are they talking about? I've got no idea. When did this happen? WWE.com. Maybe, I guess. Also, were the Iconics feuding with the Kabuki Warriors last week? Yeah, they... Yeah, but they took the count-out loss. But then the Kabuki Warriors beat them up afterwards. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that it, it was all—it's all very flat. And Mandy and Sonya seem like baby faces. Like this seemed like a—you know—when they were talking to each other, this yeah. wasn't a all evil, dastardly heel plan. It which was, they were literally two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. We're getting this. We've earned we're it. We're so good together. <laughs> uh, then Ali, as you already said, cut one of his very. Great promos, yeah. just sitting on some steps backstage, uh, talking about how he's going to write his own future. Yeah, so the injury cost him everything, but it's not going to write his future. And he said he's going to take a pen and rewrite his future, and he will be WWE champion. 
So is he injured right now? I don't believe so. No, he's just talking about the injury he got pre-WrestleMania. And he got one in WrestleMania. The That's Luke right, Harper he did. Spot. Yeah, the Luke Harper, Braun Strowman spot. Um, God, he does pick up a lot of injuries. And then we got the Miz TV Shawn Michaels segment. And then we got Charlotte versus Ember Moon, which is already over. Like, if I started saying Charlotte versus... It's, it's over at that point. Yeah, it went 44 seconds. I, I it went, went back that into, long? Yeah, well, there was 20 seconds of that was them circling each okay. other at the start. Um, yeah, I went back and timed it because that means that WWE main roster, 44 seconds of women's wrestling this week. <laughs> this whole week, 44 whole seconds. 44 too many seconds, if you ask me. <laughs> I'm being facetious, of course. But yeah, Bailey came out and distracted Charlotte Flair and and Moon pinned her with a with a roll up, the you know most effective move in WWE. It's not the 24/7 title. No, but this is this is the first time match between Charlotte Flair and Ember Moon. On paper, that should feel like a big deal, and it should have been built as a big deal. And it was over in 44 seconds, and Moon pinned her from that's, a distraction. That's the problem because I was really like excited, especially off the Nakamura Apollo match earlier on. I thought, okay, maybe this is Eric Bischoff. I'm just hoping that he's got some quality about him. Maybe he's going to put on uh, a good match here and they're going to get time. But no, that, that's not what happened at all. And you, I, I often say you want to, you don't want to give away these matches on TV for free. You want to do a, like five minutes of a match and then have a schmoz finish where both people are protected. Well, I thought both people looked rubbish here. Oh, particularly, yeah. And, I, and this was 20 minutes with the Schmoz finish, which made me think it was Eric Bischoff. But that's yeah, just, that's, <laughs> yeah, good But point. in, in defence of, of Bischoff, I don't know where we are with, with Eric now because the report is, well, Meltzer's report is that he's going to have no creative inputs on SmackDown. But Meltzer's the only one that's saying it. Johnson's not saying it. Sean Ross Sapp isn't saying it. Mm. Meltzer's really the only person who's, who's driving that ship. And Bischoff on his podcast has said that everything that's been reported about him is wrong. But then again, that is Eric Bischoff on his podcast. And that, <laughs> that's his gimmick is that anything that's reported about me is wrong. And even when it's, you know, right. And there are so many other people that are saying it's yeah. right. So I don't know where we stand with it. But also Bischoff said that he's not going to be doing anything really for the next couple of weeks. Mm. So I don't know if this is a Bischoff show yet, even if he isn't, even if he has got creative control. Um, Andy had a point to make. It was uh, 37 seconds, actually, not apparently, not 44 seconds. So. Who said it was 37? Uh, my my source, Sonka, Larry Sonka, who, or, or Chonka. Oh, so for, oh, oh well, actually, I would, I would much, I'd trust him more than I trust him. Oh, the guy who does all the match yeah, reviews. Yeah. yeah, he's great. He is great. Um, so Charlotte and Ember Moon. Uh, yeah, we've happened? got to talk about the great. I actually thought the closing angle of this was quite good, though. Did you? I like this because Bailey came out to distract Charlotte Flair um, to give Ember the win, and then they sat one on the outside, and Bailey was like, "Woohoo, we're friends! I gave you your championship match next at SummerSlam, and we're the best of friends." And Moon was like, "Yeah, sorry, mate." In you go, and threw her to the wolves so that Charlotte could beat her up. And then Moon gets in, eclipses both of them, and stands tall. I thought it made her look pretty badass, and it really it adds a new layer to this story that they're not friends. Moon's mm. not used like she doesn't want to be treated as a friend who needs help to win. She's her own woman, and she's going to take the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I, I won't take any of that away from you. For me, the damage was already done uh, with this with this stupid match. I think I've got a very bad feeling at the moment towards the women's division anyway because they're being absolutely horrendously uh, treated in terms of time. Mm -hmm. It's no women's match on Monday. This 
on Tuesday. It's as soon as Ronda Rousey's left, it's quite transparent what's happened. <laughs> they don't care now. Uh, so after that, we got WWE congratulating itself with media coverage of the Raw reunion. Yep. Look at all these reviews. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> then Kofi Kingston came out to announce his SummerSlam opponent after some Smackville promotion. Yeah, they very, very were like, oh, well, he might not be champion come <laughs> SummerSlam, but really he'll be champion by SummerSlam. You can watch Smackville if you want, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Cole's on commentary now, by yes. the way. Heal Michael Cole. Yeah. Uh, and Kofi, Kofi immediately says, really, there's no suspense about it, I want Randy Orton, yeah. which I like I as, like a, that, as yeah. a character beat. And Orton comes out, and Kofi starts to explain why he chose Randy. He said, over a decade ago at Madison Square Garden, I was on top of the world, I was about to break through, and you used your backstage influence to stop my push. And they even showed the footage of how over Kofi was when he did the boom drop through the tech. Like Madison the Square Garden, yeah. The commentary desk. Just, and it, that was really quite something at the time. I remember being so excited. Oh, yeah. But yeah, this is, this is backstage fact and now WWE storyline canon that Orton stopped that push from happening. And here's where my issue lies with it, though. Because I think that's brilliant. And yeah. there's, this, there's so much to mine from this story that Randy Orton used his backstage clout to stop a young kid from getting a push in this company. And there's so much you can tell. And now this kid has ro- risen to the top of the league. He's the WWE champion. And now these two are going to have a match. It's a real sort of blood feud. This is something that's been 10 years in the building. But Randy turned it into a storyline and said, I did it because you weren't ready and you're still not. You're a fluke champion. And I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Every single feud Kofi has had since before he won the title to now has been, you're a fluke champion. You're champion because you're lucky. You don't deserve to be champion. I'm like, come up with new reasons as to why people want to beat him for the title. It's four people have said this to him now. Brian, Kofi, uh, Brian, Joe, Dolph, and now Randy are doing the you're, you're a fluke champion. It's so lazy. Come up with something new. Yeah. It's not that hard. And it's right there for you. Yeah. It, Randy could have just said, you weren't ready then, but you are now, but I'm still going to beat yeah. you. How much better does that make both guys look? Yeah. Kofi looks better. Randy looks better. If Randy loot like it's the it, we say it all the time. If Randy loses now, he loses to a fluke champion. That makes Randy look crap. If Kofi wins, no, if Kofi no, loses. sorry, sorry. If Randy beats him, he's beaten a fluke champion. So what There's does it matter? Nothing to gain from it. So it's yeah, you're right. You're totally right. That is that was a bad line, but Randy did have a few good bits after that. He said, "Look, I, I, I don't have to shake my butt." And pretend, put on a Jamaican accent. Or throw pancakes. Yeah, and that was that got a ooh <laughs> from the crowd. Uh, talking about WWE's sort of systematic racism <laughs> and their stereotyping of certain minorities. And, and then he said, I just walked in and I had to be Randy. Because look at me. Yeah. And that, that was good. Um, my, the only criticism I have against Dorton to the super chat from earlier is that Orton and AJ, when they had a similar back and forth heading into WrestleMania, Orton felt properly engaged there. Mm -hmm. And although he said his lines, he didn't feel his lines. Yeah, okay, yeah. You know what I mean here? I feel that. Whereas there's not much much difference in terms of actual delivery, 
but I felt like he was going through the motions on this one. The other line that I really liked from Randy is when he said, like, I'm Randy Orton. I win everything. I yeah. win Royal Rumbles. I win titles. I headline WrestleMania. And really, you're only champion because I injured Ali. Like, the only reason you're on that title is because of me. I, that's so much more interesting than you're a fluke champion, and I'm going to prove that. I tell you what, the, the mentioning of Ali does kind of put his name in the mix here as well. Mm. Like... I'm all in for an Orton-Kingston feud. I think they should have a singles match. But later on down the line, Orton-Kofi-Ali, that's quite a nice way to slowly build up Ali yeah. from where, you know, this is where he should have been four or five months ago uh, before that injury derailed him. Uh, then Samoa Joe comes out and passes Orton as Orton was walking off, but then he turns around and sits and watches the ensuing match. You've got Samoa Joe versus... Kofi Kingston. Rematch from Extreme Rules. Um, uh, Kofi basically had the match won, then Orton got in and tried to give him the RKO, but Kofi blocked it. So Randy hit the RKO on Joe and then stood up into a trouble in paradise and Kofi stood tall. But how did Kofi block it? By pushing him off. <laughs> he stood like a 1940s boxer. He stood like Miss Dad. Yeah. For, for ages. Like Randy goes for the RKO, Kofi slips out, fists up in a really weird way and then just walks round and holds them up there for ages. That probably is some super cool fighting technique and it's very effective. But to me, it looked a little silly. Looks a little goofy. Because I, you know, I just see like, oh, come on, hey, here we go. <laughs> I see that style of stance. Uh, yeah, so I, I quite, I, I didn't mind the Joe Kofi match. Yeah, that's good, yeah. yeah. Just effective building. Then there was a... I mean, it's not effective build to Smackville, but yeah, you know. <laughs> no, you're right. Poor Joe. Just know. just getting beaten by everybody. Not, not even with roll-ups He's anymore. not had a good month. In... not a good career in <laughs> WWE's main <laughs> roster. Uh, we got a 24-7 title fact. In the two months since its inception, it seems like it's been around a lot longer than that, we've had 15 different champions. Four of them were Hall of Famers. Cool. All happened last night. Yeah, cool. Then we got a Finn Balor promo. Caleb Braxton sort of goes through lose, how he lost the Intercontinental title and then the Fiend attacked him the, the following night. Uh, and that's when Finn says, like, I'm, I challenge the Fiend to a match at SummerSlam. Yes. And I th I, to be honest, I thought this was awesome. I thought this, this is exactly what I wanted from this new Bray Wyatt character. Mm. The Fiend is the wrestling part of his fractured yeah. psyche. The really dangerous person that's in the ring. But all the promo work is done in Firefly Funhouse. Because yeah. Balor makes this challenge. And then we get the Firefly Funhouse music. And Bray's there on set in his, like, <coughs> you know, in his Firefly Funhouse gear. Rambling Rabbit's there. Bird Raptor's there. And he's like, hi, Finn. Hey, heard you're challenging the Fiend to a wrestling match. We're big fans. The three of us, me, Bird Raptor, Rambling Rabbit, we're all really big fans of yours. God, the, the Fiend isn't, though. The Fiend is not a fan of yours. And you are an extraordinary man, but the Fiend is no man. And all you've got to do is... And then it does, like, all the crazy footage and stuff, and then it's the Fiend going, let me in. Yeah. And it was so cool. I thought the presentation was awesome. Yeah, it was because we haven't had Firefly Funhouse spray for about a month and yeah, a bit yeah. now uh, since those segments ended. So I'm I'm also very glad that he's going to be an ongoing part of the Fiend's presentation. 
and crucially, not a live part of the presentation. Because yes. as soon as Bray comes out in front of a live audience dressed in that Mr. Rogers-style outfit, the credibility is going to start to sap away. You need that fake set. Yeah, like You yeah. need to have that that there's sort of fictional reality behind him. If you as soon as you put that into a real world setting, it's going to look very weird. Yeah. But it looks weird on purpose when it's on a stage. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. He's, he's a, a totally pre-produced yeah. character that needs to stay that way. Just yeah. The, the, all the all the the stuff. Bray's performance was perfect. Going from the super happy but then starting to lose his mind as he slowly falls into the fiend persona yeah oh, it's i love it it's so unique and it's so bray and it just sets him apart from everyone else in the company and makes him feel so fresh and different i mean really the only nitpick you can say about this feud is why isn't balor wrestling as the demon why is balor holding back the demon like I'm br i'll bring him up for baron corbin but not the fiend yeah, yeah. or brock lesnar yeah. I, you know that ship sailed. That logic train has fully departed yeah. to La La Land. Uh, but yeah, really excited now for Bala Fiend yeah. uh, at SummerSlam. It's going to be rad. Uh, then we got another 24-7 Raw reunion recap package. Well, Raw is the A-show. Got yeah. to recap it as much as possible on the show that fewer people watch. You rarely get SmackDown recapped on Raw. Well, it's an unimportant show. Uh, and then we get not Renee Young talking to Charlotte backstage off the back of that Charlotte Ember Moon short match from earlier. And Charlotte demands to be at SummerSlam. I didn't, I like, Charlotte was fine here. The content of the promo, I would not have gone this way. Nope. Because she says, I'll have a better opponent than Ember Moon. I'll, you know, I'll do a better thing than the women's title. Yeah. It's like burying that seed. Your number one contender. <laughs> and again, you just lost to her. Yeah. You were trying to get that title shot. It just makes everyone look a bit crap. Because she said that she's going to have an opponent that will be bigger than Ember Moon at SummerSlam. The current rumour is it's Trish Stratus because it's in Toronto. And yeah, it'll be sort of like a Legends match. Yeah. Uh, I, I wrote The Undertaker. So <laughs> Trish makes more sense. Yeah. Then we got our main event of Kevin Owens taking on Roman Reigns, taking on Elias Timekeeper, taking on Drew McIntyre, special guest referee, taking on Shane McMahon. Uh... Special ring announcer taking on my patience. I was actually really looking forward to Shane having terrible lines when doing his ring introduction. <laughs> and even Shane failed at doing that. Like, you just had to be bad on purpose and it would have been great. But he was just bad. Mm. He just said, the man that lost to me at Super Showdown. I was like, yeah, but he beat you at Extreme Rules. Like, bury him in other ways. And then it's like, and the man I will beat at SummerSlam. It's like, this is so lame. This is so easy to do. And you managed to find the lamest way of doing yeah. it. It's, I, but, but again, I do like the, the goofy heel faction. And I said Drew shouldn't be a part of it. He shouldn't. But you know who should be a part of it? 3MB Drew. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that should happen because that will again derail McIntyre from being a very serious, credible heel. Yeah. But. I'll be honest, I don't think he's a serious, credible heel anymore. Oh, it's a shame, isn't it? Uh, but the. That, if Kevin Owens loses at SummerSlam again, that's all. That's all this match didn't last quit. long. Drew kept getting in, interfering as referee, trying to uh, uh, you know exert his authority. And then Roman punched him, and then it, the heels beat them up for a bit, and then the baby faces came back. And they gave a couple of stunners to Shane, showing off the air. So that's two weeks in a row now where Kevin Owens has hit a stunner on Shane McMahon and stood tall. Yeah. Which 
and, and Shane's like sort of got that comeuppance of looking like a goofy heel. And they're not even keeping Shane and Owens apart. Like, how, how really back in the day you would have booked this to have Owens beat up Elias. Then Owens would beat up Drew McIntyre, these mini-bosses, until you finally get to the cowardly heel who keeps on getting away. You finally get your hands on Shane, and that's what people pay money for. Mm. That's the satisfying conclusion to this feud. But they're not doing that. They're just having KO stunner Shane every week. And that's not even how Vincent... That's eventually what Mr. McMahon and Austin became. But yeah. at the start, they were kept apart yeah. to build that build anticipation. So, uh, yeah, I'm, my, my worry is, because KO has stood tall so much, Shane's getting the win at SummerSlam. It, do you know what? It really depends if we're sticking with this Shane-Roman feud, if that's still going on. I don't really know. Is Miz still feuding with Shane? Huh. Is he still annoyed about that? I don't really know anymore. Um... I don't know. I feel like Kevin has to win, right? Yeah. KO has to win this match. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know. I'm, I'm loving Kevin Owens. I'm just not yes. loving him feuding with Shane. I think that, that's my. That's where I'm not as enthused about it. Um, did, so it wasn't a proper cliffhanger of SmackDown, and they even managed to botch the, the pedestrian ending <laughs> where Roman and Owens cleared house. But then there's still two minutes of TV time to fill. So Owens just got on the mic again, screamed something else about kicking ass, and celebrated again. Yeah. And it's just like, that's just, that's just bad production work. It's not the most impact. SmackDown seems to do it all the time as well. Yeah, they was run, they was run short. Yeah. yeah, we'll have the emotional high point. Then there's like a minute or so of people just celebrating. The baby face says something again. Celebrate. Go Where off there. Go, yeah. So it's a bit rubbish. Anyway... Uh, I would give that episode a high smack bang in the middle, actually. Okay. There was a lot I enjoyed on it. Yeah, I gave it smacktastic, because um, really, apart from the damp ending and the women's stuff, I mm. thought the, mat the show was very, very good. I really enjoyed Randy's promo, apart from my little quibble that I had with it. Loved the Apollo Crews Nakamura stuff. Yes. I think that, that's some really good stuff. I'm just in love with The Fiend at the moment and, and Bray Wyatt's work, so I'm really into that. And I thought the all the promo work between Dolph, Shawn Michaels, mm. and uh, The Miz was really good as well. So I thought it was a lot to like on the show. I'm going to upgrade to Smacktastic too. Yeah. You're right. Uh, let's get on with your su su super chats with Randy Andy Datsun. Yes. We will. Um, people are asking why you're saying alls, Luke, instead of all. What? When you say alls they've got to do. Alls they've got to do. Yeah, all, all apostrophe, apostrophe yes. yes. Yeah. All. All's, all they've got to do. It's just, I don't know, it's colloquialism, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. That doesn't work. It, doesn't work. <laughs> it, it makes no grammatical <laughs> sense, but then the English language doesn't a lot of times. No, that's true. And apparently Corey Graves is at a, was that a movie premiere for a movie he's in or something like that? Okay, so that sounds more important. Yeah, he was. Austin Baker says, did you guys ever ask Steve what bar OSW? Well, OSW is another, um, they're a podcast. Yeah. So what, what bar. bars? Uh, what bar OSW? Yeah, I don't know. Let's go no, on to the next know. one. Sorry, uh, I'm sorry, Austin. We obviously uh, didn't ask. Spencer <laughs> O, do you guys think that the Fiend Balor match should be a squash match? Well, yeah. I mean, apparently Balor's taking time off after yeah. SummerSlam, so yeah, I think that'd be that'd be good. Yeah, the, in in a way where you can do a squash match and protect Balor, like the Fiend jumps him before and then yeah. beats him very quickly. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it should be a spectacle of a squash match. Yeah, it gets distracted by some Firefly Funhouse yeah. stuff on screen, yeah. but not projections on the ring. No. no. What do you think no. Bray's entrance is going to be like? Half and half, 
like half Firefly. I think it'll just be yeah. Fun, I think fun. it'll probably be the Firefly Funhouse thing, and then the the violins. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Jeff Senzabal, thank you very much for your donation. Thank you. Meme Supreme Giselle is a great name. Says I believe this was a brilliant show. What about you? We've just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, really I thought it. it was an above-average show, and then Luke reminded me of all the things <laughs> I liked on the show, and it was. Yeah. So I'm here to be the the power of positivity. <laughs> mm. Evie Duran says, "Love the shirts, guys. If there was one wrestler you could live without never knowing about, who would it be, and why?" There's one wrestler you could what to just n- just go never... through life having never never known about, never seen. <sighs> I don't want to answer that. That, yeah, that sounds quite ne- mean-spirited. El yeah. Torito. But even El Torito had that yeah. great match with Hornswoggle. Yeah, the WLC match. El Torito has the best win-loss record in WWE history. Um, Ryan B. Bad says, So Balor, a raw guy goes to SmackDown to challenge Bray, a raw guy, because wild card. I mean... It, there's no wild card, there's no brand split. No. Is Bray even raw? I think so. But he, the, the Firefly Funhouse was on both shows. But it was just a repeat of raw. It was just a raw recap. Uh. Graham Scrivener says, just watched SmackDown. Wasn't that bad today. G1 Climax wasn't bad. I'm all wrestled out. Ziggler should go. He has chance after chance after chance. I don't know why he's still there. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm over Ziggler, really. Even, even Ziggler's over Ziggler. <laughs> he, he was out. He was doing comedy. He wants to do his terrible stand-up routines. He sure does. Um, Kevin says, Balor is a SmackDown guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Devante Lee says, hashtag lovely splashback with the boys. Hashtag <laughs> best of both worlds. More podcast chat. Lovely splashback mm. with the boys. Dustin Pylon says, WWE trading McMahon for Michaels. Hail Omnishawn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm much more into Shawn Michaels being a an on-screen presence than Shane. I he can cut promos. Yeah, when it's serious Michaels, when he is goofy Michaels, I do find it to be quite obnoxious. Oh, he's still funny, though. I don't like, know. Like, at least it's something. Shane Shane is very, very oh, yeah. monotone. Oh, 100%. I can, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying that I would ra- much rather... I'd rather Shane than Sean. But at the same time, when Sean is just being obnoxious, I'm just being funny goofy. I'm like, <laughs> oh, F off. Um, Valab Madib... Mami Dipudi says, who do you think HBK should put over instead of Dolph if he had to put someone over? Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby. At where? Uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Klejdi Tefani, thank you very much for your double donation. Actually, that was my undisputed era booking. Mm. Graham Scrivener says, I'm glad Kevin and Roman beat the hell out of the Omnishane Miz versus Dolph. Miz... I think this comma, Miz vs. Dolph has happened before, which was for the IC title, and Nakamura liked to beat people up. In all fairness, that Miz vs. Dolph has happened multiple, 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 multiple mm. times over various different belts. It's like Ziggler vs. Kofi. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's literally a joke. Wilson Simons says, remember when Dolph vs. Miz was feud of the year? Also, I would love what? to show you guys it my... It was. I know it was good, but feud of the year? It was... On SmackDown, it was one the, when he when Ziggler was threatening to quit, and Miz was a very good heel. That was fantastic. It was yeah, but it wasn't feud of the year. Yeah, it wasn't that good. Um, also, I would love to show you guys my fancy bookings. How could I do that? Uh, well, we have talked about doing it as a as a new show. Mm. Um, so yeah, so g- keep an eye out because there might be something that happens with that. Indeed, Vandalia1998 says maybe it will be Miz versus Dolph with HBK in Mrs. Corner, but then he will turn heel and help Dolph win. I don't see that happening. No, I'm, I'm less into that than just Miz versus Dolph yeah. in general. Jake Egan says, at this point, would you have any interest in Dolph even if he did somehow leave WWE for another organization? 
you know, I would have said that two years ago, but yeah. I just that's not to say he can't. Like, if he turns up in AEW after year break from WWE, maybe he because he's such a good promo, he's such a good wrestler, he's such a good seller. He's got a great look. But yeah. Yeah, and I'll be honest, you know, I was kind of over Ambrose. Yeah. Before, like, by the time he'd gone, I was kind of over the Ambrose thing. But like, Moxley is a complete breath of fresh air, and is now, he's now one of like my favorite things in wrestling at the moment. So it's always possible. But yeah, two years ago, quite possibly. Wrestling with Tony says, just like Undertaker and Goldberg, I imagine Sean may want to correct his last match with a better one, but I hope it's not Dolph. Well, maybe his final match is with like AJ or Carl. Yeah. How was Goldberg? Topping his well, no, fantastic under, match with well, no, Brock. No, I think he means Undertaker and Goldberg had a terrible ah, match. Right. And so, so Undertaker had to do match. it again. Sure, yeah. sure, Undertaker sure. Undertaker had a great match at Extreme Rules. I, I think like most people are forgetting that Sean had a great retirement match eight years ago. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Maurice Robinson says, Archeo versus TIP. Club in Paradise for SummerSlam. Yeah. So there you go. Three uh, Timothy Jones says, three most destructive letters. could you guys, SOS, could you guys quickly fancy book a Heath Slater mega push involving <laughs> Drew and Jinder? Sounds easy. Yeah, we can easily quickly. Just very quickly. Uh, Heath wins. Look, they, they should have. <laughs> Heath Slater, as the downtrodden referee last December, was money. But they screwed it up. That could have been catapulting them into a at least a mid-card title. <laughs> Uh, Alex Jones says, been watching since WrestleMania 32. Keep up the consistent content. Cheers, lads. And Andy. Thanks. You're part of the OC then, aren't you? The OC. Because that's where Wrestle, this where the Wrestle Ramble began. Oh, no, we were 33. Was it called the Wrestle uh, Ramble when you began? You know it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, we were 33, the one with the oh, roller coaster. Oh, were we? Yeah. Okay, okay. I think you, you did 32 on your own. OC. Trevon Womack says, <laughs> I can't believe I must say this, but 205 Live was actually better than SmackDown Live. Shane Strickland versus Drew Gulak was amazing. Oh, man, that sounds yeah. very good. Shane, Shane Strickland's, Strickland's wicked. James Quinn says, Ollie's shirt reminds me of Magnum P.I. Yes, Handsome. that is... Brilliant. I, I get the tash back. Mm. The yes guy says, looking at today's Dolph promo, your dislike for him seems unreasonable. He feels heads and shoulders above the current roster. This is my first super chat, by the way. Well, I'm glad you're yeah, enjoying yeah, yeah. him. We, we've had 15 years of this. You've got to understand of start-stop pushes. There's only so much patience you can have with people, even if they are very, very good. And as I was saying, like, since he's come back, he's just lost all the time. So... How could you possibly take him seriously at this point? Ratnesh Singh Bagri says, Last night, I watched Cena promo on failure. He was the last babyface whose words actually feel real, like from the heart. Who can you feel can talk like him as a face? Oh, Kofi Kingston's very good at being genuine. Daniel Bryan. Oh, yeah. When he wants. Oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmarin says, he's a pledgehammer. Um, I motivated Randy Orton as one of the top 10 wrestlers in all of pro wrestling. Maybe 10 years ago, but honestly, the art form's moved on so much that yeah. you even ran... It's not even close. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in there. Do, do you know what? I would agree with you, but when he was tweeting Osprey the other day saying, Orton <laughs> Osprey 2020, uh, well, July 2020, which I think effectively is him saying, this is when my contract ends and I'm not re-signing, yeah, I don't yeah. care anymore. And he was saying Orton Osprey. I was like, I'd be really into that match because Will Osprey's... Like, he is, you know, legit top five wrestlers in the world. And I think Orton would be so motivated by that match. Mm. Those two would have an absolute barn burner. Yeah. 
Jay Patel says, Luke, did you kick Bishop Brennan up the bottom? <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's from Father Ted. No, oh. I did not kick Bishop Brennan <laughs> up the arse. Um, so he does say arse here, but I didn't know if I was allowed to say it. Um, Graham Scrivener says, if Kevin Owens is badass on SmackDown, who is badass on Raw? AJ? Ooh, probably still Kevin Owens. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess AJ's a good shout. Yeah, apart from when he's, you know, embarrassed by old men. Old men, yeah, who then hug each other. Devante Lee says, The New Day made me care about an Apollo match. Yeah, they although I did, ex- I did enjoy Xavier kind of subtly burying WWE booking because Nakamura lays him out at the end and a, a crew, Woods just goes, Where's your friends? Why haven't you got yeah. any friends? Why haven't you got any yeah. friends, Apollo? <laughs> Um, like, what about them two? Are they several <laughs> baby faces? Oh, yeah, but they're busy doing their job. Yeah. Wyatt Yapple says, OC versus DX. Thoughts? Love the shirt, Ollie. Yeah, I think you could do that. That that would get over uh, yeah. the, the, the OC pretty well. Yeah. Ronce Rajan says, HBK on both brands. Welcome to the Omnishorn. I feel like that's going to become a thing now. I'm fine with the Omnishorn at the moment. At the moment. Wait till it becomes overexposed. Ty Hankey says, hashtag lovely time with the boys. Lovely yeah. time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time. It's much nicer in here. We've got a fan as well. KJ says, if Apollo can find his character and improve his mic skills, he can be a great asset to SmackDown. Push Apollo. Definitely. I, that, is, that is interesting. He still doesn't have a character. He smiles. That's his character. He doesn't even smile that much anymore. That's <laughs> Finn Balor's character. Oh, sorry. That's true. Um, Ronce Rajan again says Apollo should add the should add the ma- the mandible claw to his gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that everyone should. Everyone yeah. should. And Nate dropped surname. Next time they have a heel guest timekeeper, when the face gets the upper hand, he should call a draw, and then they can restart the match after the ad break. Yeah, that's le- actually quite funny. Less restarting uh, on SmackDown. I think they they SmackDown managed the no wrestling in the ad break better than Raw does. Granted, they're allowed two matches where action can happen in the ad break. Um, but I think they, they they handle it so much better than Raw does. Seven Illion says, I want Luke's taker impression. <laughs> oh, it is good. Oh, I just need one more soul, Vince. Just give me one more soul, Vince. I'm good for it. <laughs> Do you think he's going to go down to when I want. Smackville or Soulville? <laughs> Soulville. <laughs> just hanging out in street corners. Steve does a very good Undertaker. He does. His Undertaker's fantastic. Kevin says, back when SmackDown Live was a land of opportunity, Apollo won a battle royal and faced the likes of Cena, Wyatt, Corbin, Styles, and Ziggler, and he looked good. Too bad it never paid off. Speaking of which, I was looking up Mansoor earlier. Because I was like, oh, nothing happened. He won two matches after winning the battle royale and has lost his last four, including two against people I've never heard of. Are you surprised by this? No, but I just... You're surprised by this no, no, no. basically uh, non-canon show I where they were surprised don't do for a home country pop? A, uh, but I haven't seen him on NXT either, like, at no, all. No, it's because so. it's, it's basically out of continuity. I don't know why you're surprised by this. Also, the Apollo thing. Um, yeah, I mean, a stop-start push in WWE. I am shocked. James McCall says, having a horrible, horrible day today. Need Aww. my WrestleTalk hug. Hashtag lovely time with the boys. Well, James... Enjoy us. Lovely yeah, hug with lovely the boys. boys. Yeah, there you hugs. go. That was nice. Jose Luis says Nakamura, Ali, Andrade, Apollo, Black, Cesaro in an IC title ladder match. That could be great. I mean, that's sort of North American ladder oh, yeah. match 
uh, levels of quality. There's such a good mid card in WWE yeah. that you could do basically. Because well, six- everyone's in the mid card. <laughs> okay, fair, good point. You could do six man ladder matches on every pay per view with like six different lads, and it'll always be like match of the night. Mm, that will happen. Don't say that too loudly. Judo Judah says, "What if Miz and Dolph team up or start a faction?" I don't want to see that. No, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Um, KJ says, heel Ali to take the title off Kofi. What are your thoughts on that? No, Ali's such a good baby face. He should have a baby face run forever. And that's when you turn heel. But I think you could lead to a snap at the moment because he, you know, he lost his opportunity. His opportunity no. was stolen away from him. He's going to rewrite his own history. No, baby I think face. Can... No, he should be a baby He's face. Too, he is great as a baby face. Sidesh Miryankar says, It sucked that Maverick didn't have a live con- consummation segment at the Raw <laughs> reunion, only to be un- interrupted by Edge, the only one who made it look cool. Yeah. Edge's mini boner in his pants was mm. cool. Yeah, and maybe what's uh, Renee Michelle wouldn't have accidentally flopped a breast out during the uh, celebration. Oh, less the word flopped. <laughs> flopped a breast. <laughs> hey. <laughs> flopped a breast is erotic. The, t- the title of your next album. Exactly. Um, Glowbit says, as a Cardiff lad, I could walk to where NXT UK TakeOver is taking place in August, watch some good wrestling and be home in time to watch AW. But bugger that, I chose to go to New Japan, London. Hey. Hey. I mean, and that's unsurprising because apparently the ticket sales are not doing very well for Cardiff. We might see you there. Yes. It's literally a two-minute walk from where we are right now. I will leave. It's, it's Walter Tyler Bates there at main event as well, which is like, I mean, that's, that's sold out Wembley last year. Oh, what? For you? Oh, man, that's going to be good. Uh, I will leave Tomo's one to last because it is ridiculous. Um, Luis De Silva says, I'm getting serious split movie vibes from Bray Wyatt and his different personalities. The theme mm. for Bray is James McAvoy's Beast. P.S. Love you guys. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it's only one. Uh, it's got quite a rich tradition in horror movies. Yes. But, but James, James McAvoy's performance in that is, is incredible. It's so much better than the movie really deserved. Yeah. Because Glass was not very good. Uh, Thor Hakon Ludvigsson, which is a wonderful name, That's says, name. "Who is better, Charlotte Flair or Tessa Blanchard?" Ooh, good question. Interesting. interesting, interesting. I just I went to Blanchard instantly, but mm. that might just be because I don't think Flair's had chances to put on great matches this year. <laughs> the last great match was probably Becky at Evolution. I yeah. I would I would say Charlotte though, just as an all rounder, because she is a very good promo. I think. I think Blanchard's and a good promo she... as well. I mean, mm. you, you are right in that sense. That's a really, really tough question. Yeah, and like Blanchard at the moment is looking like she's going to be the first female Impact World Champion. Uh, what is next? Jobba JJ is next. It says, oh, God, I love Bray. Can't wait. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with Tomo <laughs> and Tim Aunt and the rest of the SWAF nation. Yeah, yeah lovely well, the, time uh, with the, all the boys. The New World Discorder uh, are trying to start feuds with the Super Chatters. Oh, jeez. Oh. All's the boys. <laughs> All's the boys. And the, uh, what about the iTunes reviewers? They could... They, they haven't got a faction yet. Oh, okay. They're still remembering that that part exists. <laughs> Trevon Womack says, who do you guys think is the most over-wrestler in the North America wrestling scene? It's over-wrestler in the North right America now, wrestling scene. now, in terms scene. of who gets a pop? Well, Austin by, by Monday. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassidy? Um, no, no, but I'm, like I'm if I'm you... Kidding, oh, right. <laughs> uh, I should oh, like I say Orange Cassidy. I guess... It's tough. I mean, that, that's pretty sad. John Moxley. Look, 
yeah, I guess you would go to AEW in terms of those really huge crowd reactions. So maybe Mox, yeah. Yeah, Mox, Bucks, uh, yeah. Omega. Yeah, Moxie, like the reaction he got at Double or Nothing when he mm. debuted was like enormous. It was. Brett J. Rasmussen, thank you for your donation. Thank Dalton you. Sizemore says, thought this was one of the best episodes of SmackDown in a while. If Orton doesn't take the title of Kofi at SummerSlam, when should he lose the title? It's a good question. Because I thought that Kofi would lose the belt at SummerSlam. I, I, th- I had been trained by WWE to expect this to be a short run. Mm. And they have actually gone against that. They've zigged when I thought they would zag. And that's a good thing. Because I think he is going to retain over Orton at SummerSlam. Because I can't see them putting the title on Randy at this point. But then, yeah, when do you take the title off of him? I suppose when, when, it's, when you've got a, a really hot heel to, to go against him. Or yeah. Owens, maybe. Uh, Nicholas Belgraf says love you Randy Datsun forgot to give you a shout out yesterday I was too worried that I was going to forget Hyman Simon that's okay Nicholas <laughs> uh, I'm often forgotten uh, Danny W says Ziggler signed an 11 year deal he said Crikey. so on the CVV interview Jesus that's crazy that, 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 actually it's sad yeah. <laughs> that's, that's sad but the thing is he can just get time off and go and do his terrible comedy what, a, what a weird amount of time as well. No, <laughs> yeah. nah, nah, 10's too short. Give How me 11. I want it more. He? Maybe he's like 39 and then he wants to go, go to, to 50. 50. It's just sad. Uh, Devante Lee is our second to last one. Uh, says, Roman probably helps KO win by taking out Shane's mid-card of evil since he's not doing anything at Summerfest setting up Survivor Series. Yeah, but like, surely with your biggest star, you want to have him in a marquee match on your second biggest pay-per-view of the year that's not in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and uh, off the back of all the momentum he had from incredibly defeating cancer yeah. in the way he did, uh, it's, yeah, it's he's been woefully mishandled, really, when you look at all the stuff you could have done. In WWE? I know. Well, but you would think <laughs> Roman would be the one guy they do a good job with. And the last one is from Tomo. Tomo. I left it last because it is the single largest donation we have ever had by a country mile. Wow. So thank, thank you, you so, to, so much. To you, Tomo. You oh, are thank you, Tomo. ridiculously generous. But thank you anyway. He says, love listening to you guys always. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you so, so thank much. You, it's, Tomo. it's genuinely yeah. lovely. So, yeah, I mean, we, I, we love going live at three. Lovely we do. time Look forward with to it every the day. boys. All's the boys. Your, you want to move to the new office downstairs, or an area that has it's been a set up downstairs office. that is ten degrees. Ch- uh, I said cheaper then, ten degrees cooler. <laughs> uh, I wish I it was cheaper. <laughs> uh, yeah, they the, the the shared workspace that we rent an office in has created a downstairs office. Uh, usually, it's a music venue, but it's very dank and usually quite cold. But that's perfect for this weather. You know what? One of my pet peeves is listening to people talk about how hot it is when they're on either a podcast or a TV show. Mm. Like, if they're like, oh, it's so hot in this studio. I don't care. And I now I'm doing it. We do it a lot. Do we do it a lot? I, I feel like these last, this last month or so, we have mentioned that it is hot in this studio. This is... Because it is very hot in this studio. It's unexpectedly hot. I, I Steve went, was, like, agog at how hot it was. Who was? Steve. Steve here. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I went to dinner last night at a very lovely restaurant. Brag. And it's my, it's my favorite restaurant. It's called Dishoom in London. There's a few of them. It's sort of a Iranian Indian place. It's fantastic. You have to wait an hour and 20 minutes to get in. So the thing to do is get your lady partner 
to wait, queue up, and then, you know, air quotes, have a delayed journey. And then you just get there at the end and you can yeah. walk in. And on the menu, they had uh, a paneer, so a sort of Indian cheese Lovely style thing, with pineapple. But they have, their their menu has the name of the dish, and then it has like quite a, a, a very strangely written description of that dish. Flowery? Flowery is one where, odd. I would say odd, because the Quirky. pineapple... Quirky is good. The pineapple was described as unexpected. <laughs> but, but you know it's coming. Yeah, it's in the, yeah, it's in it's the, in it's the a, bold it's bit, it's yeah. <laughs> Still, whoa, pineapple. Yeah, and you would think, well, of course, the first thing you do when you get the, the dish is move one piece of paneer to, to the side and go, oh, my God, it's a piece of pineapple. <laughs> yeah. What you wouldn't expect is for Ollie to do that every minute. <laughs> <laughs> Effectively ruining his girlfriend's birthday. <laughs> so after every month, like, oh my god, pineapple! Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I did that until the point where I I overate. I don't know if you do this, but I I can't really control myself around food. Oh yeah, I'm so for it. so I eat it all very quickly and then get sleepy like a baby, and then I have to go to the toilet and then I fall asleep. <laughs> so it's pretty. I'm pretty much a giant adult baby. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened last night. Did you night. actually fall asleep in the toilet? No, not in the toilet. I just have to get back home for my own space. Usually strip down because I'm so hot. Mm -hmm. Go to the toilet naked and then get on the bed. I'm just, I'm, I'm out in You're three out. minutes. Yeah. 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 I, I think falling asleep. And actually in this hot weather, it's probably good to be able to just fall asleep quite yeah. quickly. Otherwise you end up coming in like Randy Eddie Dance and go like, oh, did anyone sleep last night? Oh, was so hot. <laughs> sleep at all that's not Andy hasn't just walked into the studio that was that was yeah, me doing yeah. an impersonation um whereas I slept fine the uh the lightning woke me up though holy heckins oh no more well <laughs> the thunder probably woke you up actually no it was the lightning oh, it, was, actually, it was the yeah, flash yeah, the, the flash, could, the flash yeah. really oh. woke me up yeah it felt like it was right over my house Ernest nah damn it I've screwed up the joke who plays the flash these days Grant Gustin no the 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 proper Oh, Ezra, Ezra Ezra Miller? Miller. Ezra Where did I get what, Ernst the singer? From? Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine. Maybe he said sometimes. Ezra Pound. It's like a, a poet. The, oh, George Ezra is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Little Georgie Ezra. Uh, actually, we did get an email coming in for a suggestion for a new segment on the show. It's gone from Marcia Leno. Is it, it menu plate descriptions? It is not, no, but you might like it. It says, Dear Luke and everyone in the office, including Randy Andy Datsun. Forgot oh. which one is his real name, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you guys, uh, so since you guys watch wrestling all the time, the community is so diverse. And from everyone watching ages, sorry, everyone from different ages and backgrounds, how about we distract ourselves by recommending TV shows for people who are tired of WWE as a palate cleanser? Okay. I recommend Love Island UK. It's mindless, <laughs> but it relaxes your brain and trying to fantasy book WWE. Also, I'll never forgive Laurie for spo uh, spoiling Amy leaving, though, so it was expected. So Laurie... For, for, for the months leading up to Love Island, which, if you're not aware what this is in the States, it's a... Garbage it's, TV show. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Big Brother, but exclusively for, for very, very attractive pricks. people. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can say they're... Pr I've, I've watched it, and they seem like nice people. Oh, are you saying the viewers are pricks because Laurie watches it? Oh, you know, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> And they, yeah, it's just like... I'm being facetious, of course. Impossibly, they're, they're probably nice people. Impossibly pretty people just 
being manipulated by producers. It does sound like an awful TV show, like a really horrible TV yeah, show. Yeah, so the basic, the basic idea is you're all trying to get into couples with people, but then other men or women are trying to steal your partner. And that's, that's like my worst nightmare as a teenage boy. You know, when you just get in those groups and you... This this guy from another social group suddenly takes an interest in the lady you're fawning after. Mm-hmm. It's that. That's horrible. Yeah. That's what they've made a whole series, a national phenomenon on. It is. I mean, I've, I've, I've seen 20 seconds of an episode, and I was just put off by Ian Sterling doing the voiceover because he does sound obnoxiously annoying, and he was quite annoying on the this latest series of Taskmaster. So I think, actually, he's the thing that probably puts me off the most from it. Regional accents. I think, actually, their, their accent's lovely. I think his accent is lovely. He's just got an annoying mm. voice and an annoying delivery. Well, anyway, Also, lo- terrible comedian. Laurie used to trash it loads. And then I was like, oh, what, didn't we ask him today, what are you up to this what, week? He came in asking if we'd been watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then he just gave us a rundown of everything that's been going that on. It. It's because we were talking about what we do in the shadows. He goes, it's hard to catch up on TV at the moment because Love Island's on. I know. <laughs> It's Simon's influence, housemate. Is Simon, that what it is? Because Simon loves it, and Laurie. So it has is been... watched by pricks. <laughs> Good. Fair point. Nailed it. Yep. Case rests. Yeah. Uh, we've got to do some iTunes reviews oh, before yeah. we get out of here. Do those quickly. Oh, we didn't even recommend the TV series. Oh, what we do in the shadows. It's on iPlayer if you're in the UK, uh, and it's on FX in the US. I think it is very, very funny. Um, Matt Berry's great in it. Natasha Dimitri is very. She's probably the best thing in it. It's it's so funny. The the final two episodes are like belly laughing, hysterical. I just finished watching all of Veep. It was an intense month. It's about seven seasons. It's very sweary, so I wouldn't recommend it if if you're uh, if you've got kids and you think, oh, I'll just pop on this this thing. Oh, it's got the lady from Seinfeld in. This will be fine. Yeah, no, it's oh, ve- yeah. it's incredibly sweary. They use the C bomb a lot. Oh yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Beloved aunt. And, uh, yeah, so that, that's very good. Uh, and it also, it's all about politics, like wrestling politics. I'm going also to recommend... Uh, this latest two recommendations. Well, it's good because I finished watching yesterday. New series of Queer Eyes, great. Oh, yeah. And Orange is the New Black starts this coming Friday. Okay. The final season. Okay, so very quickly, uh, iTunes reviews. Please help this podcast grow by going over to iTunes. We're doing this at the end of the episode, so it can be the first thing you do. Do it now. Just load up iTunes on your phone, and you can start writing in the review, and we'll try and read it out. Here's one that, that from the Cult of Personality, who posted hours ago. What? Yes. Great podcast. What a bloody good laugh this podcast is. It's, it's a bit much, but I like it. Yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Bit too praising. Um, then we've got uh, Jamie J. Ress. Wrestle Ramble is the best wrestling podcast. Ollie is a the best. A the, Ollie is a the best. That sounds like it's an iPhone problem. I get that sometimes when you're trying to do a space and an A pops up. Oh, yeah. Luke is the second best. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to rank people. I wouldn't have read this out if I knew it was going to rank people. You Laurie totally is the third best. Sorry, LOL. And Randy is there. <laughs> out of nowhere, in brackets. Seriously, you're all awesome. Oh, so it was you. a funny wrap-up at the end. Love, Jamie. Oh, thanks, Thanks Jamie. very much, guys. And finally, Ant underscore Smith, legends. Dear Ollie, Luke, and the trustworthy one. He's so trustworthy. But not Randy. Thank you for missing my iTunes review, Ollie. I've recently become a $5 pledge hammer, so maybe you'll read my review now. 
Emoji, emoji. I've been a member of the SWAF Nation for around two years now, and the content keeps getting better and better. Since starting my new job, I have started saving the Ramble episodes for my commute, and I love the extra content in the intros, outros. Thank you guys, again, not Randy, and keep up the great work. P.S. See you in the Wrestle League. Fist bump emoji. Yeah. We're up to a minute late now of our actual live show. Crikey. So I'll give it to you to send us there. Well, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with the NXT Ramble. Laura beyond that. And there'll be less Ollie chat, which means we can actually get to some of your correspondence. <laughs> um, uh, and expect more People chat People needed about- to hear <laughs> about the menu. And expect more chat about it being hot. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.